and welcome <laughs> wow, to the TOPG podcast. Put some, put some like uh, backbone, dude. I am your host, George oh. Weedman, for this, uh, <laughs> this backbone, not backbeat. Hello and welcome to for the TOPG podcast. Spooky tale of the TOPG cast. The worst, this is the worst intro, yeah. and there's a siren. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's uh, that's Hi, sets the mood. how we're doing it. It's uh. Today is March third. I wish I wish I had a candle to light. I was gonna do like a crypt of the uh, necro. No, uh, a tales from the crypt, like the alone in the dark <laughs> style intro, where I was trying to be spooky, but I guess it didn't work. You know, my favorite Nickelodeon uh, spooky shows: Goosebumps, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. <laughs> I, I, it's twenty fifteen. It's, yeah. it's twenty sixteen actually. It's but the no, most you, popular crypt. It is right now. The crypt of the Necro Dancer is popping. Tales from the Crypt is uh, is derelict and dusty. the The real party is is with the Necro Dancer. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I'm George Weedman. Who are you? I'm I'm Jimmy. Also, Sunder. I, I I'm Meryl. <laughs> You're not Meryl. Meryl. That's like if you smashed Matt Visual into like one like the fewest amount of syllables as possible. I'm Meryl. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, d- d- Matt, what? Who is what? What? Why are you saying Merle? Um, well, I'm currently. Uh, my life has been basically. I tweeted about this: Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and getting smashed in uh, Street Fighter Five. Metal um, Gear Solid? What? Yes, Merle. Merle. Merle Gear Solid. It's it's been just. I <laughs> I had to rewatch. I had to rewatch it again. When I was writing uh, the script today, and it's just him just saying Meryl, no Meryl, and it's it's the most funny thing. Like you think I'm over exaggerating? If you haven't played it, like go watch this on YouTube. He he just goes Meryl. It's so true, Meryl, Colonel. Yeah, it, it's oh my gosh, it's so memorable. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, Meryl that's, that's was all the I've been playing. Top secret black project. <laughs> Meryl, Meryl Gear. Yes, Meryl, Meryl. But yeah, I'm boring. I'm boring this week, so I'll leave it up to you guys with with uh, um, Sonic Boom here. I see that on the dock there. Uh, uh, yeah, very interesting I, stuff. I did just play about ninety uh, super solid Sonic minutes of of Sonic Boom. With, uh, might I might I add that he played these and didn't watch the Nintendo <laughs> Direct. Yeah, there was a Nintendo Direct, a very newsworthy thing. Oh yeah. And George but didn't watch it I had, in order to play Sonic Boom. There are gifs on Twitter with sound, which means they're actual... They're videos. Not, yeah, they're videos <laughs> on Twitter proving where my priorities are at. Because I don't... Like, I had a guest over. I had to entertain him, so... The Nintendo Direct is entertaining! So I just decided to plop in Sonic Boom for some shits and giggles, and, and 90 minutes later... I don't know how many giggles you got, but I'm sure there was a lot of shit. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Sonic Boom has a co-op mode. Wait, um, really? Yeah, where uh, one player plays exclusively on the gamepad, the other player plays exclusively on the TV, exclusively, and it chops your frame rate in half. It keeps you from switching oh. to that character, but it does make things kind of go faster. In the sense oh. that you can solve two of the different Ba-dum-sh. puzzles at the same time instead of having to like switch between the characters as much. It streamlines the process a little bit. However, it's still Sonic Boom. Mm. I think I think the, the definitive uh, <laughs> moment of the experience happened when we reached the end of the level. Mm. 
unpatched, like, launched 2014 Sonic Boom, by the way, because I haven't had my Wii U hooked up to the internet to download the patch Wonderful. since I got in it. So all the glitches still work. One of I, the, the definitive moment was just when we were in the middle of a fight and got, suddenly got teleported into another room, kind of like fell six feet in the sky to spawn in. Then right. the screen fades to black, then flickers back onto that same room again, then fades to black again with random ass sound effects playing, and then a cutscene plays of stuff happening in an entirely different room, and then the cutscene ends, it does this weird flickering in and out, fading to black thing again, and we're like racing alongside a racetrack. When that didn't happen in the cutscene, there was nothing leading into it. It's like still one it's of still broken? the... It's one of the most mind-bogglingly, like, shockingly slop-shod together. Oh, slop-shod? I can't even. They slop-shod is not a verb, but I, slop is a verb. They slop it together, and it's slap so easy to tell. Going for. Yeah, it is. It is, and I just slop-shod is great, though. I, I, it's, <laughs> this There's is my mind Russian on Sonic Home. Lop-shod. Wow. The more I you know. To, yeah, yeah, that's the neat. more you know. Thanks. Russian facts. Thanks, Jimmy. What, no problem, dude. Have you been playing video games yeah, in between learning Russian? Make the conversation more interesting than Sonic Boom. That's all. <laughs> oh, Sonic Boom is interesting because of how yeah. Slopshot it is. Yeah, no. <laughs> like Slopshot now a thing. It's amazing. Slopshot has been a thing. I'm pretty sure Slopshot's a thing. Slopshot? Slipshot. Oh my god, I hate you. Anyways, um, sorry. I'm trying up. to. No, I'm seriously yeah, know, trying to figure out what you're saying right now. You're, you're helping me with tough love. <laughs> it's it's like a placebo situation. I said uh, placebo oh. when I was growing up instead of placebo because no right. one ever says that word with their mouth unless you're like watching the news. And when you're a kid growing up, how often are you doing that? Yeah. Anyway, um, so so like Sonic Boom. Do you, do you remember those rock walls that Knuckles climbs on? Yeah. Under most lighting conditions, they look like they're made out of candy. On the overworld map, they oh, look right. like the right color rock they are supposed to. But in all the other levels, they just like didn't change the shader yeah used on this rock for it to look correct in any other lighting situations and that's i i, I almost like want to know what it's like after patching it to see how much shit they they fixed over the months because uh <laughs> it's uh it's it's quite it's always a spectacle mm. playing I have sonic to play boom this game you do you should come oh, up no. we can play co-op i i, I have I to have play this like oh wait matt First, you need to play every Sonic that's ever existed no. leading up to no, it no, and make a video no, on this. No, 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 that's not <laughs> happening. That's so not happening. If it's only the first level, though, it's just tolerable. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh. I don't know, I'll find out. Dude, Spoilers. someone's totally gonna take your idea <laughs> and upload it and get, like, all the views, dude. Well, hang yeah. on, let me, uh, let me, let me check my schedule right quick. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's this week. Oh, yeah, no. Oh. So I'm I'm going to be starting that after I hang up tonight. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, until then, Spoilers. I mean, what if uh, what if what if you guys? I mean, Matt said he's boring, even though you've been playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time, which yes. should be exciting. It it is. It is exciting. <laughs> I, I just recorded like hours of voiceover. Mm. Yeah. So that that was that was fun. I'm glad that's over. Um. But yeah. Um. I. It, what about you, Jimmy? What about you? Oh, why, why? Why do you? Mm. Uh, mm, mm. It's uh, mm. you want me? It's all right. Metal Gear is full, it's it's great. Like yeah, it's, there we go. It's Metal Gear Two, but in a 3D version, and 
it it doesn't matter because it still has its own things, its own set pieces, its own story. There are it, a it few does new set pieces. Set it does separate yourself, even though like some of the stuff was spoiled for me, like the psychomancer's fight and stuff like that. Right. Um, it still has a lot of good stuff in it, and I go into detail because it's great. Like I, <laughs> I, it, it's of course you got to get used to kind of like having like this small little camera. And in mm-hmm. third person, and you can't really see people mm-hmm. in front of you, even though they can see you sometimes. Right. Um, blind firing around the corners and stuff, just hoping that you hit something. Rely on auto aim. You kind of, yeah, you you kind of you kind of get used to it, and um, it's kind of good. I I quite I quite enjoy it. it, it it's I, I always feel weird sometimes because I tend to just enjoy a game. Um, like even though it's old, like I, there's certain games. Well, I I guess with like most things, like I I just kind of like put it in the back of my mind, like the way the graphics is or the way the old school stuff is. If it's not bad, if it's not terrible, I kind of put it in the back of my mind and still enjoy the game for what it is. Like I I wonder if that's even that's a problem for me. I guess mm. I'm different. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be that one game that I play that's old. It's gonna be like, uh, no, this is this is frustrating and annoying. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, Metal Gear yeah. Solid has aged really well though, right? Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like so story driven and the story is like so solid and timeless stories <laughs> tend to last longer than timeless. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but okay, I mean <laughs> Once you uh like get into the groove of it, you kind of forget that everyone is a potato face and that you are uh <laughs> playing yes. on on like a top down weird auto aim camera angle that that doesn't really let you like aim your shots or or see in front of you very well. However, there's one thing that trips me up every single time I play through this game, and that's the uh incredibly weird ass backtracking sh- stuff that just comes out of left field at the end, mm. oh, which was not in Metal Gear gosh. 2. And I'm wondering it, what what that felt like to go through the first right, so time. I, I, yeah, so I I talk about this as well in the review. Like it's it's like all right, you do this midway with the sniper wolf fight. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole scene where you have to kind of just leave Meryl like just lying on the floor and go backtrack all the way to the beginning of the game to get a sniper rifle to come back to have a really cool fight one on one with a sniper. Um, and it, it's it's actually pretty cool, even though like you have to kind of take drugs in order to like even defeat her properly, uh, or else it'll be very annoying. But later, th- that one was kind of okay. Um, but later on, when you have to do the whole Gustavo's brooch mechanic, that was in Metal Gear Two. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the worst part is with about the backtracking is that you have to go all the way down to the hot area. Right, like the I guess the lava area, um, and you have to pass through two elevators and the code area. So as a player, it kind of confused me. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go and heat up the card to change it into this. Uh, if you don't know, Jimmy, you have to bring the card into hot areas or cold areas to change the shape of the key so you can use the key. Oh, but when you go to the hot area, it's after the code area. So when you're backtracking back. You heat up the key, then you have to go through the code area again. That can also change the key to the code key. So mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, 
wait a minute, do I have to rush through this area? And you're like going down these long elevators and you're, I was, I was quite scared to see, because if I had to backtrack all over again, I would be pissed. You want to um, know? The... I think that's like kind of the worst part of that backtracking section, other than just literally just like walking all the way back and taking another 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, like it's each... a huge chunk too. Yeah, like going back and play it. It's I, I people like tend to forgive it, I guess, because they did it once ten years ago. But yeah, ev- oh that that it's whole bad. it's like an hour long of basically replaying. The same non-challenge. Going through like, those, that stupid room with a with whole, all like, turrets. 20 turrets. And then a room with with bad guys who aren't really a threat because they can just be walked past. And then two really long elevator rides. And I can't tell if it's, like, deliberately Kojima trying to, to screw with you and be like, Haha, look at this the stupid video game you're playing. Isn't it dumb? Or if he's like, oh, shit, I need more time for these story beats to happen but can't make new levels for them mm. yeah 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 there yeah. is a mild trick there's <laughs> no way to do it fast and gracefully but if you keep your card unequipped it retains its temperature ah that's kind of what i did to make sure yeah that it doesn't change shape um i did like it, it's weird because i go into these games like not knowing anything so i can have like the freshest experience i can which is um, the right way. I yeah. Think. So there's a lot of like old school mystery that mm-hmm. I quite enjoy. Like you don't like you don't know what happens if you fail the ocelot torture scene. You know, mm, you don't know yeah, that it changes yeah. the ending. Like it, it, I love all that mystery there. Like it's it's great. It's great. And I I like Kojima getting into my head, um, <laughs> which tends to happen quite a lot during his games. And I think that's like kind of like the best parts of the game is the whole wackiness of it um that i just i never knew existed until i started playing these games um i can't remember i remember like the crazy boss fights when i was young for playing like the older games like i remember playing um metal gear solid 2 and stuff like that but like i don't know like now that i'm older i can kind of realize uh certain things that he's doing and the story he's trying to tell uh Mm. which so far it hasn't gotten too wacky you know mm-hmm. just yet so i'm i'm waiting for the wackiness uh, it's wacky but it's not like oh my gosh i don't understand the point he's trying to make right now with this long drawn out cut scene you know right. it's not there yet so it's cool metal gear solid a plus <laughs> jimmy yep diablo oh pokemon yellow hold up <clears throat> wait yeah. a minute did you get it for the 3ds I did. How how is it? Is it like worth going back and playing it? Um, I doubt you get anything extra, right, for playing on 3ds. Uh, well, you do get to uh, transfer up your Gen One Pokemon when the new Sun and Moon games come out later this year. What? So yeah, everyone's talking about how that's gonna work. Um, yeah, they're making it so that the Pokemon bank that you use to transfer between uh, X and Y and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, uh, you're, it's going to have a capability to work with the uh, virtual console, uh, red, blue, and yellow. So, um, yeah, all your your Pokemans that you use to get through through the first gen, you can now bring up to the mm-hmm. new games. That is kind of like the dream right there. Yeah. Like this and- Pokemon bank thing, I've been waiting for it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's, it's here. It's pretty cool. Um, playing 
the like playing the old games it's definitely like wow like this is not like like you know it's it's tougher everything's tougher it's like doesn't hold your hand as much kind of thing Mm -hmm. and not necessarily in the greatest way there's a lot of quality of life stuff that you really like you realize is in the new games now that like you play the old one like just like not having running shoes or whatever so you can't like have Uh, a quick move faster button like stuff like that is a huge huge difference um it's been fun though uh i haven't played too much it's mostly been like my waiting for my computer to boot up game but uh yeah it's been it's been pretty fun question I've enjoyed myself yeah is there any other like i guess more updated pokemon that you can get the original 150 on like the the remakes maybe like ruby and stuff can you get the original 150 with that one you can get yeah you can get every um every pokemon game has the capability to get all of the pokemon up to that point so like there's never been a game where you can't complete the pokedex and get everybody Um, are you serious yeah really okay Mm -hmm. i never knew i thought you couldn't get pikachu in the every version or something like that like uh there's it's the stuff that you can't get is mostly legendaries so like like mew um they just had a mew event where you can download mew in omega ruby and alpha sapphire or x and y um you just like download them through mystery gift which is like an in-game function and you get one for free uh but so like mostly they're they're called event legendaries but other than that like the main pokemon they always uh they have enough of spread and link ability to other games to where you can get all of them oh i I see what you mean they're not all in one game though okay no 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 well that also means that oh my god i i will live my whole life i've missed my chance at mew no my my 10 year old self would be so disappointed in me right now to like know how unaffected by this i am (laughs) i'm just like amazed that there was another chance in 2016 for me to catch a Mew in in one of the like original 150 Pokemon Game Boy games, and Without I just using I a Game just Shark left left it. Yeah, I just hey. let it slip by. I didn't even know it, about it actually it until just now. Better, if it makes you feel any better, uh, Mew has always been capturable in yellow version due to a very very specific. Uh, it is a glitch, but it's like Mew is in the game. You don't catch like a you don't catch like some you know glitch boxes. Thing. It's not yeah. missing. No, like. There's this, I've done this before too on an original cartridge. Uh, if you play, it takes about somewhere between three and five hours to do this and you can't save the game. Oh, um, oh wow. That but, sounds like a worthy challenge for a Mew though. I mean, a Mew, the Mew, that's yeah. that's the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. As far as I know, back <clears throat> when I actually knew what a Pokemon was. Right. I don't uh, know what it is now, but. Yeah, I, the, the glitch essentially, um, what it does is you have to go through this very specific like you have to get to a certain point of the game and you have to make sure you skip one of the trainers early on in the game because you need to fight him later uh to activate the glitch <clears throat> and then like what it does is you do this thing where you know pe- how people like see you and it goes like and they walk up to you yep yeah <clears throat> there's uh there's two spots in the game i think where you can get seen by a play uh, by a like somebody like that when like as they come on screen so you like you take a step forward they appear on screen and they see you all at the same time and you can pause the game during that um it's very specific time but you pause it 
and then you fly and you fly to a different city. The person walk up, walks up to you and you fly away. And then that <laughs> activates this like number counter. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's like this weird specific set of, uh, of things, but like that activates some sort of number counter. And then you go fight this specific dude up above Cerulean city because he has a slow poke. And that's the, that fighting a slow poke is what you need to change the number to what will get you Mew. And so that's why that guy's important. And then you fly to Lavender Town and you walk left. And as soon as you walk onto the route, you just get a random encounter and it's Mew. And you could do that with a bunch of different Pokemon. Like you could fight other stuff before you go there and it'll give you different results. But obviously Mew is like the one worth doing. Yeah. Top dog. Yeah. That sounds actually like fun to pull off and do. I, I'm a little jealous I didn't go through with this as a kid now. I mean, you could do it in the uh, in the virtual console version. Um, they're preserved completely as is. So nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've been playing that, and I am currently uh, <laughs> I have Diablo three open, and I'm just trying to mess with some item stuff right now. Not like action in the game, but I'm just me and my uh, buddy are trying to max our builds. So uh, I'm just looking through menus while while we're chatting. Oh gosh, it's, this this is this is World of Warcraft all over again. Yeah. yeah, those oh, those no. professional distractions. Hey, but I managed to carry a conversation about Pokemon Yellow while I was doing it, so... Jimmy Blizzikoff. No, not really. I don't no, like... No, well, no. we'll see when, when Overwatch comes out. Or when they get me into the fucking beta, Blizzard. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was in the beta once, and I didn't play it, and I, that made a lot of people mad. Yeah, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> is Overwatch going to be free to play? Do they no. finalize? No, it's $40. Okay, yeah. I'll wait for the final $40 thing. $40, that's uh that's surprise. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah, I I at first I was like I'm I was going to hold off when they announced the price, but then I was like, "You know what? I've I've sunk way more than 40 bucks into TF2 for sure. Like now I'll be paying for a thing up front and getting like skins and stuff along with it instead of like slowly getting my money drained out of me over time. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get it on launch probably if they Um, get me to the beta so I can play it. I I think I, uh, I, I I hate to say it guys, but I think I see it happening and I appreciate that I can be self-aware about it. But I think after doing so many games for reviews that I get free review copies of, my sense of value is just like shot. Because mm. I don't really know like what qualifies as a $60 versus budget game. And I, in, in a lot of ways, I think I'm not alone in that. Mm. But it's it's really confusing sometimes to see what people do and do not appreciate for the value of their money like um super hot $25 and people think that's too much and I'm still playing it I'm still on there there's a, a secret hidden in every level and there's a cool little platforming challenge you can do where you jump through some weird window uh shoved away in the corner of a room and then all of a sudden you're like outside the map and you see geometry clipping through things and like dumpsters floating in midair you hop along them and hit a computer plastered upside down underneath the side of the level that's not like visually cold and it's uh it's it's still got lasting value in it i think i'm at uh hour 16 and it has a two-hour campaign and it's just like really hard to 
differentiate and and allocate the the value and the time mm. and in cases like that i did far cry primal this week i spent about uh 22 hours going through that one and was i i i put out a real a, a negative review and and i mean those were like the notes i wrote down while i was playing it but i came away from it feeling like a little a little bit of sense of regret from from how harsh i was on it because it's still like fun it's just the kind of situation where if far cry primal came out in a vacuum i would have been fine with it but it's so similar to the previous games and it's so ridiculous that it's so similar because it's in twelve thousand years before those games were were supposed to take place and right. why, why do all the same rules still apply and in, in a radically mm-hmm. different time and place and I, uh, I running around the woods hunting animals and, and skinning them for upgrade trees is something that almost makes more sense in this setting than the mm. previous games. But since that concept has already been so thoroughly explored, it uh, it feels kind of wasted here. Yeah, so I get that. people are angry that it's sixty dollars, <laughs> which I kind of get. But at the same time, it's really hard for me to do like a fair comparison of how much content it has on offer to other $60 games that don't make people angry such as like I don't know Dark Souls or Bayonetta which are like super high quality but with much less content in comparison right I mean Dark Souls is still kind of a big game but you can also when you get good at it knock it out in like six to ten hours yeah and um I I, is it just like a conflict of, of quantity over quality or or is there like really some some underlying abstract anti-scientific edge to subjective appreciation that that people convert experiences into dollar signs with? <laughs> that got deep and sad at the end. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, are you saying that as a reviewer or as a consumer? Because uh, well, those I, are I, different. I hope- I I don't know anymore. What even am I at this point <laughs> in my life? Yeah. Oh man, I I don't know. Like, do you guys feel like that? Hello yeah. and welcome to the existential TOVG podcast. Uh, well, like, like I don't get games as you know, like free, like uh, like uh, George does. So, like, oh. I will feel like, oh. for instance, like the the <laughs> witness. Salt. I will feel that. Uh, <laughs> I will feel that forty bucks there. You know. Right. And I guess that could change my review, but I feel like at the end of the day, like if people are not like looking at the review and the reviewer is giving like details on what's there, what's not there, what they might like, I think at the end of the day, you know, you look at it, how many hours to complete the game, how much content's there. If they like the game, they should enjoy the game for the price it's at, right? It's never, it's mm-hmm. not gonna be over $60. So, like, you know, the witness, if, you know, you could beat that game pretty early, mm. um, like really easily too, um, because you don't have to do all the lasers. That's optional, you know. Kind of like Super Hot, where you know it's a two hour game, and then they have like this loads of this like optional stuff that you know it, it depends it's on the person. Also, fun. I've been having fun doing these wacky little platform challenges in a wacky shooter puzzle game. Super Hot's just good though. <laughs> and, and, and some some people are not some people are gonna like it and then but they're not gonna play it anymore after the story which is it's sad but 
I feel like there's a lot of people who have come up to me and say, like, I don't even finish. I don't finish games. Like, I'm like, what do you mean you don't finish games? And they pay for it, you know? And yeah. it's the weirdest thing. And you see, like, that the, the statistics on, on Steam of people who are buying games and they're barely finishing half of it. And it's just like, uh, why do you think developers are winning in the episodic stuff? Nice little and short bite sized content. Campaigns. Yeah. But even yeah. like Super Hot's the case where it's a little two hour campaign and then really long arcade challenges that you unlock afterwards. And I just don't know why it has to be like for so many people and users on, on user review sections and comments, it basically has to be all campaign or nothing. Like like I kind of felt the same frustration when talking about multiplayer only games getting getting the shaft when they can have like super good gameplay and fun wacky concepts and aesthetics but if they don't have a campaign they just get utterly like it depends on, on by a certain person. target of the market it depends on the person as well i mean the the people <laughs> shouting might not be the majority like for me with gears of war when it when it was getting remade like it didn't matter that it had a story what mattered is the is the multiplayer and that's mm. what i was buying the game for i was buying for multiplayer um, because that's the stuff that I love, and but I'm I'm a gearhead. Like I've and been playing Gears also, of War since the beginning. <laughs> didn't they also actually kind of fudge the campaign in that re-release? I don't with, think with so. Frame rate no. issues, and oh, I think I think I yeah. remember there being a controversy. Yeah, it was thirty. It was thirty. Um, that was nasty. Thirty is nasty when you come from sixty FPS from a multiplayer game. Like, yeah. it and it looked good. It just was in in thirty. I was like, uh, it it may it actually makes you not want to play it. And I, I feel like I'm one of those guys now. I was like, I want sixty FPS because it actually just makes the game feel better. I mean, I yep. I am greatly I on the side that that shouldn't be a thing that's like annoying. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, those those you know, high and mighty people who want 60 FPS. Like, no, fucking 60 FPS is important. Like, that should be the bare minimum, but the standard. Yeah. And then build your game after you can fucking make it work like that. Well, it also kind of depends on the genre <coughs> and how the game's built for it. Far Cry Primal is a game that I've been playing at 30 FPS on a console from a few feet away from a TV on a controller. Oh. And it's like, no, no, not the way it's meant to be played. There are tiny-ass icons on the map that I can't see. Like, even with my glasses on, that, uh, <laughs> that just seem like you're meant to be up on this screen. So the screen yeah. is also full of footage. Ah, not footage. It's full of, like, sharp, jagged, aliasing foliage, casting sharp, jagged, aliasing shadows all over everything. Once something's underneath that shadows, it just gets kind of camouflaged and lost in the bushes. And, and trying to search it out with the analog stick is like this exercise of looking at uh, spots on your mini-map coordinating them with what you're looking at and your crosshair placement and then also like knowing where to rotate the stick ahead of time while holding down the loot button it's a real mess it also has like animation and attack timings that don't seem like they're working correctly at the console's frame rate i really wish i had a pc code instead and what, what kind of a first world problem is that to complain about they sent me a free game and i'm like oh i want the pc one instead it, mm. ignorance is also bliss like what i've learned uh, you know yeah, like of course. most mostly mostly like the console guys they they won't know the difference yeah. like if they've been playing 30 all this time they don't they just don't know they don't but know how, what it is to have a a lag free tv to play on like having how, a lag free ah, yeah 
I, yeah? How do you even spot the tiny-ass little icons in the Far Cry sandbox game maps with little pixels and tiny circles? That's all. Anyways, yeah. back. Sorry. I just yeah. I wanted to scream. That's, that's, that's just... That's the game's fault. I, I don't... I mean... <laughs> Far Cry... Yeah. But yeah, I, I I mean I when I went from when I tried out a uh one forty four hertz monitor and went back to sixty, like I, I felt like like high and mighty, like oh, oh my gosh, like sixty FPS, that sucks. Like mm. but I got used to it again and then I forgot about it. But man, like going to one forty four hertz is even one of those jumps where you're like, Wow, this is so silky smooth. I wish mm-hmm. I can play everything like this, but yeah. But it yeah. also like depends on how how the game is designed. Like playing um, like like Ico or Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2. Like games that pushed that system to the edge and killed the frame rate. Don't. It's not as noticeable sometimes because the gameplay isn't demanding like precision timing and shooting out of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, when when you're playing a first person shooter, it it's it's a much more demanding situation than than like a third person hack and slash where you just uh like like bait enemies into waves of of areas of damage rather than individually picking pixels out of the screen to pop i i I know developers will never listen to me but i would take lower graphics and 60 fps than than you know high graphics and 30 fps what if it's a stealth game though where you don't have to be fast at all i don't even like notice like like playing Splinter well, Cell on the PS2 at 30 FPS was it was fine back in the I day. I mean, 60 doesn't necessarily mean it's all about Twitch stuff or fast stuff. Like, just having a smooth, consistent experience that doesn't draw you out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like 60 in any situation. Yeah, same. I, I know I'll, you know, I still play 30 FPS games. I mean, I, I've been doing it for my last past reviews with Metal Gear. Like, they're, they're not 60 FPS. You know, I'm okay with it, you know, but if there's a choice, I would always go for the 60, not yeah. the dirty 30. Dirty 30. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just think it's, it's, it's a little stretchy depending on the genre. Like a turn-based game. I, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see the animations of Civ Five uh, NPCs as I, they invade and destroy your I, town. I won't care as much as I would. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> it depends on what kind of turn-based you're talking about. Because Final Fantasy Thirteen is still turn-based, and the <laughs> only thing that game has going for it is that it looks pretty. Like, oof, oof. Yeah, oof. I think that's the situation you, don't where don't you oof at me? That game sucks. It, it would be a little, you don't like a the more black guy? I when I rented it from Blockbuster. Hair? Oh, the black guy? Yeah, you mean black man, the man yeah. in there. Yeah, Fucking Matt's dude. favorite character. Fucking Japan. I I, I rented it from Black <laughs> um <not> Black Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> from Blockbuster, and I was like, "What?" I played the first five hours and was like, "What the hell is this crap?" Oh my god, the black the black man did it for me, dude. Oh my gosh, that was the afro, last bro. Draw. The afro is. I just wanted him to have a pick in it, just so, so he could just randomly pick his hair while he's talking. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's he has great a bird stuff. that does it for him. <laughs> I remember one time 
Todd, uh, Rated S Games Todd, posted on Twitter, and it was like three black guys from three separate Japanese games that had an <laughs> afro that a bird had made its nest. And he was like, what the fuck, Japanese people? <laughs> well, that's how they work, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, are you... How's your bird currently doing? Um, He's, he's doing... <laughs> Quite well, he you yeah, know see, he, he might have you. pooed a little bit in my in in my hair, but it's fine. But that's that's the sacrifice you got to make for being <laughs> a cool wacky black character, right? Right, <laughs> with, right. With the, with the bird in there. laying eggs. <laughs> oh, one day, one day they're gonna make like the whitest of white character with an afro with a bird in it, and all will be right in the world again. Bob Ross. Oh, gosh. Oh. Bob, Bob <laughs> Ross. Ross. See, but Bob Ross. Actually, canonically, would do that because Bob <laughs> Ross loves tiny animals. It would be a happy and, little bird. Yeah, he had he he had a squirrel that he would show footage of on the show sometimes, just randomly. Really? Peepaw the pocket squirrel. Oh my god! I just go- oh there he is. Yeah. He has a little bottle that. He, oh yeah. okay. Oh, That's interesting, Bob Ross. man. If you guys want to hear something sad, look up his life. Okay, no, guys. I don't want to. Just he's, look at his he life. He brought me here. happiness. I don't want to know about this. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Like, it's horrible. It's absolutely <sighs> horrible. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Bob Ross. Like, I used to make, I was like, man, this guy's high. No, look at his life. Yeah. <laughs> if he was high, then that would be, that would be okay. <laughs> justified. <laughs> It'll be justified. Just to hide. But <laughs> let's, this conversation has gone. Way yeah. off the rails. Yeah, we're not but, talking about video games anymore. We need to stop we need to pull ourselves back together and go to the break. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some of that. We're we're mag. breaking. No, oh, we're okay, breaking. Okay. <coughs> that. Bye. <laughs> Good, goodbye. Uh, there's not a lot of news that I was paying attention to this week, as Jimmy thinks is so hilarious. I was playing Sonic Boom instead. But I got uh, three three stories, and then Jimmy's going to pick up the rest of the pace, right? Yep. Y- yeah. Right. That's, I guess we're back, aren't we? That's my sp- that's the spirit champ. Yeah, wait. Yeah, we are, right? Now we are. Yeah. So we got to be entertaining podcast personalities um, while we talk about how uh, Steam bundle prices will now have dynamic pricing based on whether or not you already own the games inside of the bundles. They okay. uh, have cool. given developers the option to to lower the price, give you a little discount. So far, it's a very, very tiny discount implemented only on the Head Up Games bundle, mm. which uh, includes such, um, like, like a lot of little cheaply priced PC indie games that i'm scrolling through now and i can't believe i actually have not heard of a single one of these um and world bridge constructor grotesque tactics yet i know of the company head up games i mean i see them on twitter i feel like they uh have something to do with games i like but the head up games bundle i'm not recognizing any of these anyways <laughs> the idea is that uh there are these types of bundles like publisher developer based bundles that include all of their uvra of of works and they nice. rarely sell because it's a shitload of money for a lot of games people already own mm-hmm. so the the solution in order to push more huge ass bundles is to discount them based on how many of the games you already own which yeah cool it's pretty cool. good cool yeah any 
I don't know if, if this is even a topic where it's like possible to have elaborate thoughts. It seems fairly cut and dry. Straight like pretty straightforward. Yeah. 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 Cool. Kind of talk. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, next up we got rumors out of destructoid they have a reliable confidential source as well as a second corroborating source saying that they're actually funding beyond good and evil 2 this is what laura was talking about on twitter the other day laura Laura, was yeah okay she was like super excited to post this rumor that i've been sitting on for a while really excited she tweeted like three or four times about it and i was like what could be like what's so excited about a rumor now i understand why so beyond good and evil is a uh cult classic zelda clone type situation but with heavy stealth uh, have you guys played it no i've never never no i've never played it either yeah okay because i don't know if it's just me but i thought it was fine i don't know why this game has such, such amount of praise that it does but it does have a lot of praise this news is definitely going to make a lot of people happy especially because beyond good and evil 2 has been in limbo for like the past 15 years or so actually mm. more like 10 i think that game came out in 2004 or 5 no clue but uh it's also a weird situation the last time nintendo like um privately funded a troubled like hearts and minds project it was bayonetta 2 which I think probably has more appeal than Beyond Good. I, I don't know. Maybe not. It's hard to tell. Because mm. cause Bayonetta is um, like classic. Everyone loves Bayonetta, right? I haven't played uh, it. Really? I still haven't played it either. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because my Xbox red ringed halfway through showing you guys the intro. Okay, well, whatever. This is like going down the hill fast. Basically, what, <laughs> what this situation is would be... Something that has happened before, which was the Bayonetta 2 situation. There's a project that's canceled. Nintendo brings it back to push sales and consumer confidence in their products because who the hell else would publish Bayonetta 2 Beyond Good and Evil 2? Differences, though, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a project that was in developer hell much, much longer. Bayonetta mm. 2 was actually fairly complete around the stage that uh, it was canceled by other publishers before getting picked up by Nintendo. Beyond Good and Evil, though, we haven't heard anything from it beyond a cgi trailer that i think came out in 2011 or 10 Mm. and even then at that point it was already kind of a lost cause because the first game was um like a good five or six years old at that point with once again nothing really to show for the the final state of the project they they didn't have good sales despite it being on i think all three six gen platforms and pc and mm. also being a, a fairly solid, palatable Zelda clone. I don't know. People love this game, though, which is like fine. That's good. That's that's well, right? I, right? I, 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 I can't wait to see some of these old school games coming out like Ukulele and Beyond Good and, good and Evil. I, I just want to see how an action adventure now would look like. And, mm. you know. Yeah, not a lot of Zelda clones come out, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Well, it's hard I guess to think none of, of them good do examples. it right for you to even notice, probably. Yeah, the only uh, Zelda clone that I remember coming out that was good uh, later was part of a company that went bankrupt. So, Which one was that? Darksiders. Darksiders, oh. yeah. There's Darksiders. Um... Darksiders was my favorite version of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> you can't call the Souls game Zelda clones, though they feel no. like they would be Zelda in an alternate universe where... that's They're just, they're just action-adventure that's not like you use Z target and circle strafe around bad guys and solve puzzles and dungeons. <laughs> well, you don't solve like puzzles and dungeons, but anyways, um, 
Uh, there's there's little indie 2D game called Elliot Quest that was, was a solid Zelda 2 clone. The Adventure Time DS game is also one of those. The, the, the rare and elusive Zelda 2 clones. Anyways, Beyond Good and Evil, rumored from reliable sources, still rumor though, so whatever, to be privately funded by Nintendo as an NX exclusive, which is actually a whole other dimension of the story that's like, we're not talking about, and it's also kind of hard to talk about too, is that uh, this is this is how they'd be pushing the NX mm-hmm. as a as a platform, like taking a old legacy hardcore cult project and and going for that hearts and minds strategy over mainstream consumers, which also was kind of sort of what they did with the Wii U. They launched it with like Batman and Call of Duty and Deus Ex, and Deus Ex came out like a year and a half later, but. <sighs> That was, I, that was I, the I, idea. Yeah, I feel like having some exclusives like this might be a lot better than trying to appeal to that audience. Yeah, yeah. I think most and people also, would just buy it on their PS4s, um, which, or their P or PCs. Which which might work for my case. Like I did buy the Wii U as a Bayonetta machine. Right, it ended up becoming a Smash machine, and today a Sonic Boom machine. But um, yeah, no, this this whole idea, it, it doesn't matter if they pick up a troubled cult project like Beyond Good and Evil because they're not aiming to sell the game. They're aiming to sell the consoles with this kind of deal. You, you got to love those good day one. Like if it's a day one game, like it's automatically going to get some press around it. So mm. I I think just having a good game, no matter what name it is, day one, it's going to get bought. And if it's a good game, then people will talk about it and become one of those games that everyone talks about. Yep. Yeah. Which so seems weird go. that it's uh, beyond good and evil too that they'd be picking up because there was uh, it's, it seemed like the the hype iron was a little hotter, a little more flashier when when they did this to Bayonetta. Well, it was flashier because people were complaining too as well. Like oh, it was yeah, just they big. couldn't believe it was Nintendo exclusive. This game no one else wanted to publish. And now she's in Smash. And so, yeah. Yeah, so oh, this a lot. It's beautiful. Yeah. Literally like an alternate universe scenario, we're in right now, I dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't complain cuz I actually did buy a Wii U exclusively for Bayonetta. So mm. uh I I totally fell for their marketing tactic. Um, speaking of, uh, recycled, yeah, pu- pulling back old <laughs> things and reusing them for new things for, for shady marketing tactics. People are that was, angry. That was a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, okay. But that's yeah, that's what yeah. I do. I, I, I stretch around the bush and beat it into the topic because the topic this time is, uh, Ubisoft reusing the Far Cry 4 map for Far Cry Primal which is controversial and people are angry and it's another situation where I feel like I've lost my way because I don't I don't sympathize with the Vox Populi again in this case because when you're actually playing the game you don't even notice mm. I mean it, it takes place uh, uh, 12,000 years before Far Cry 4 the map so- is full of much more jagged mountains there's giant ass glaciers in the background trees are like 12 feet thick yeah so I saw you talking about this on Twitter and uh, and then uh, Shane, did you mm-hmm. know Shane was talking to you? Um, so this is not set in the same place as Far Cry 4, but in the past, canonically, I, it's now, just a different place. There are conflicting clues. Like, I feel like in a different world where Ubisoft was 
not getting in trouble as much, this wouldn't make people mad. Also, right. if they just very delicately changed the language in the game, this news wouldn't have made people mad. Like, this is a few um, weird variables away from being a, oh, wow, check out this cool fan theory, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, wow, check out Ubisoft recycling their old content because they're lazy developers. Right. Because it, it does. It takes place in 12,000 BC. The The map it it doesn't really look or feel like far cry 4's map but when i was playing it that the games are too similar enough in the first place that i had a hunch they have a fictional tie-in blog running alongside the game where they talk about a um archaeologist with an indian sounding name and kairat was an indian-esque country on like india's border on the himalayas and uh, they they also mention in the blog pagan men and Kairat, the the fictional places and characters of Far Cry Four. They don't say they're digging there, mm. but they do drop the names. And also, the yeah. map looks a whole lot like Far Cry Four's map, which is like substantial fan theory fuel that it is the same place as the last game, just twelve thousand years in the past. Yeah, and that's the thing is when you started talking about it, when you were like talking initially about like, oh yeah, it's a uh, like the same map. I was like. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, if you're going to, yeah. like, if your games are going to kind of be samey, like the Far Cry series, like, having, a like, the next sequel that was, like, really confusing to everybody that it was, like, why is it set 10,000 BC or whatever, having that be, like, it, it's a sort of, like, allegorical, like, oh, yeah, like, this world is always like this, even in the past, and it's set in the exact same place. Like, I think that would have been a cool thing. It'd be like fucking, you know... Zelda stuff where you go yeah. light, light world, dark world. But That's actually like, a pretty good metaphor because people will come up with ridiculous explanations for how the Zelda games take place hundreds of years after one another. And, and this right. is a case where there's a little bit of fuel to like fan those theories. Yeah. However, the problem is that when you begin the game, the screen is black and it says 10,000 BC and then later on Central Europe. Yeah. And in developer interviews, they partic- they they specifically mentioned that the game does actually take place in the Carpathian mountain regions of Europe, which uh, is not where Kairat from Far Cry 4 would have been at all. And it like either reeks to me, it, it reeks to me of, of there being corporate miscommunications, of there being writers and designers who actually had different ideas of what this game was. Like, a team of people who were like, oh, we're doing a prequel to Far Cry 4 set 10,000 years in the past. Let's use the same map, but the rivers will have different meandering patterns, the mountains will have different heights and slopes, and of course, the vegetation's going to be way different. Even the animals are actually kind of the same, but anyways... Mm. it's Because it's like a recycled iterative sequel anyway. It, It would make a whole lot of sense... And uh, on the other hand, you had a team of of writers making behind-the-scenes interviews and features about how they were researching into um, um, mes- mesotholithic people, I don't know the right word, who were basically yeah. doing, like, real-ass academic research for this stupid video game about killing people, where they were like, okay, we should probably make this take place in Europe, because that's where the action was at this time. And then there's another design of people who who might care more about Far Cry than actual history who are like, oh, let's let's sneak in a fun little tie in just just for the fans. Right. And it ended up making the fans angry. 
because it, it is now being used as like a, a propagandistic example of them recycling old content, which I think is actually a fairly interesting situation. I mean, this is really one of the great, great questions of human perception. It's some ghost in the shell shit. Like if you transfer your mind into a robot that, that feels exactly the same as you do, are you still human? Mm. Likewise, if you transfer the old content onto a new product that does not look or feel anything like the old product, is it like still an example of, of something we should be mad about over them being lazy? I mean, tricks, they, they have yeah, to come I up mean, with tricks at some point. I mean, like in such in most situations, I like the idea of developers reusing certain stuff to give us a different version that's how majora's mask was made that's how majora's mask was made that's how triforce heroes the the more recent zelda game like the 3ds one that's like multiplayer that's how that was made it's just uh, a link between worlds engine but they took out the the wall walking mechanic and gave like each player has like one item to use at a time and they have to work together like it's same engine same like like tile sets and stuff that they use, but it's a different game fundamentally. And I think that's cool. So I don't know. I'm for it, but I can see why people would be not for it. Yeah. I mean, as someone who has actually played through both games and probably knows like the context of why this might be a cool fan theory rather than like real life budget constraints, Mm. I'm not really feeling the anger as much as, like, because this is an idea I had while I was playing. I was going to throw in a joke in the review. I was like, oh, it might actually be Kyrat, but in prehistory. And I thought that was cool, but apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that <God>. feel. Magflu <clears throat> still lingers. <clears throat> mm. Anyways, we have one last topic, and that's uh, the Nintendo Direct that I was playing Sonic Boom through. Right. Okay, I will be Take concise. Away. Um Okay, so uh, Paper Mario Color Splash was announced. Ooh, a um, question mark? I don't know. I'd have to see the trailer to know if that's a yay uh, or a nay. I think it looks pretty cool. Okay. Um, as no, far as no people, Amiibo Festival. No, no definitely not. Okay. Uh, as far as people on my feed were saying, uh, pretty much everybody hated Paper Mario Six Sticker Star, and I don't know why because I didn't play it. I, I only ever played the first Paper Mario, but uh, people are having mixed, unsure feelings about uh, Color Splash. You essentially, Mario gets a color hammer and he has to like help refill the color in this world that's being drained of color. I think it's a cute topic. It's a little, you know, a little splatoony. That's that's uh, kind of cliched to, I mean, Epic Mickey was up to the same shtick. Right. But I mean, I feel like that's, that's a good shtick for Paper Mario. Just play off, you know, like children's book kind of things. Yeah. I'd play it. I yeah. might play it. Um, uh, more stuff about Star Fox Zero. Uh, which is, oh. Does it look better? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, okay, first of all, I think it's going to be pretty decent. Also, do you guys remember E3 2014? There was, there was those two, uh, Miyamoto games that were just kind of unnamed. Yeah. The robot one and the, the tower defense one. Yep. Uh, so people found Star Fox logos in the tower defense one, and they were trying to figure out what it was all about. Uh, it turns out that that is, uh, called Star Fox Guard, and it's being launched alongside Star Fox Zero. The physical release is going to have both games. Um, or you can buy them separately on the eShop. Uh, and yeah, it's like the whole shtick is that Slippy's <laughs> Uncle Grippy need, is like a, a mineral miner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like a mineral miner and you have to like, you're taking over the Slippy security system to, to save his mineral mining thing. I don't know. It looks like a small compact experience, kind of how uh, uh, Captain Toad was. 
where they took like a tiny thing from a game and then turned it into a full game. They said it's going to have like 100 plus levels in it or something. So I don't know. Might be fun. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? New Super Mario Maker update. That's going to be fucking cool. Um, they added key doors. So Ooh. like you can oh. give. Yeah, you can give keys to enemies and then you have to kill that enemy to get the key to get through the door. And they they specifically highlighted like now you can do mandatory boss fights, so you can like <laughs> give boss creatures like Baby Bowser and whatever uh, the key, so you have to beat them to get through. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. You could also make uh, red coins or pink coins, I guess. And if you collect them all, then it gives you a key. Um, they you can turn a thwomp into those uh, skewer things from Super Mario World, the like big ass spiked pillars that shoot out of the walls. That are like on, on timers. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. What else? What else? I think that was about it. I mean, there these are a bunch of like good free stuff for Mario Maker, so that's always great. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games was shown. They're still making those. Yay. Yeah, it looks decidedly uninteresting. Also, um, while you were talking, I pulled up a. Uh, trailer for paper mario color splash that mm-hmm. game explained put on their youtube channel guess what people hate it mm. oh for, for yeah, it's got a dislike saber for color splash yeah Whoa. i didn't even see the fucking gameplay yet i don't I'll, know uh, whatever i think people it. are upset about no uh no companions or something I was hearing something about that. I don't know. If you like fucking Thousand Year Door so much, go fucking stick your dick in it and fuck, shut up. <laughs> Jeez. Pretty much what I, Rough. what my feelings on all new Nintendo games. Just go play the old one that's still good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Splatoon updates. After they kind of died down, they're bringing a whole bunch of big updates back. Uh, this one's going to have like, a, like completely different weapons and also they're balancing uh the gear abilities to make the unused ones more appealing to use. So that's cool. Now, not everybody's going to have the same gear and abilities. Fucking great. Uh, I don't know what this game is. I think it's, I think this is Persona or Shimigami Tensei in Fire Emblem. It's Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. Hashtag FE. Oh, no, gosh. it's Sharp FE. Oh, Sharp, Sharp FE. That's what that's called. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have uh, no uh, it's um, Animu. Um I did not pay attention during that part I was tweeting. Uh Lost Reavers, I don't remember what that was. So <laughs> so it's, sorry. It's Bandai oh, Nemco's latest that's right. free-to-play online co-op action. I, yeah. I feel like I'm free to ignore it after hearing it's, free to play. It seems it seems like one of those like pretty decent free-to-play games that you hear about where it's like you have a group of friends it's like oh yeah come play lost Raiders with us like it's it's good i promise like you're like i'm sure it is i just not interested sorry um new kirby game for 3ds okay Ooh, i'm and down with that Planet yeah Robobot. it's like it looks great uh it looks fun and silly essentially uh robot people invade warp star or uh pop star and turn it into robots and you have to fight back as Kirby and you get to steal their mechs and you get to use oh. their mechs against them. Japanese so, animes. Yeah, Holy shit, really? Yeah, here, there's a there's a gif on my Twitter I'll link you to. It's, it's, it's like robot mecha Kirby and that's how the, the, the power swapping systems work? 
It, well, you still get to get copy abilities outside of the mechs. The mechs are just a different part of the game. Uh, I linked it in the chat. Oh, or in our, in our Skype. snap. Kirby in a mech. Holy um, shit. <laughs> yeah, he has a buzzsaw. He's chopping through bad guys with a buzzsaw. Kirby doesn't yeah. fuck around. Yeah, it's it's pretty no, tight. No, now that... he's chopping them up with a helicopter propeller. <laughs> Um, um, Monster Hunter Generations, the yes, and and, and Fire Emblem together. I I was watching the video and I saw some. Oh. Uh, I saw him picking up an egg, and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the Ooh, the whole deal there. with that. It's like the the Samus and Link costumes from MH4U. Uh, Monster Hunter Cross is now officially Monster Hunter Generations ah. being localized. Mm, um, makes sense. Yeah, I'm super fucking excited because I just recently realized in like the last month I was like, wait a minute, Monster Hunter crosses out in Japan. Fuck those guys. I want that game. <sighs> and then I tweeted about it because I was angry. Uh, but yeah, Monster Hunter Generations is coming. It looks fucking awesome. The monsters look really tight. The jumping mechanic looks really cool. Yeah, um, the jumping mechanic. Like it makes me feel like, yeah, I'm going to play it. I'm not going to be able to do it because I suck. I feel like I'm probably finally going to want to play a gunner because I saw a gunner like running at a monster and then jumping over it and yeah. shooting down on them. Like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Hell yeah, um, dude. And then, yeah, yeah, there's a crossover where you get Marth costume. Uh, and also, if you have uh, save data from Monster Hunter 4 on your 3DS when you play Generations, it gives you extra stuff in the game. You just like get stuff for having played the previous game. Uh which they discounted Monster Hunter 4 to 20 bucks. Um, I think it might be over by the time this podcast goes up. Or maybe you'll have a day to do it. But yeah, if you want to play Monster Hunter 4 before that comes out, you could do that. Uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix, which is like oh, two yeah. major Rhythm Heaven games. This was, the, this was the joke that I was telling you guys about before where they were like, you've wanted it localized for so long. And <laughs> everyone was like, Bother 3! And then it was just Mega Mix. And it was like, okay. So wait, that's what oh, everyone that's was joking up. about on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it still looks good. I mean, if you like Rhythm Heaven, this is just a big version of it, and it's localized, so hooray. Uh, all right, had to get to this eventually. Metroid Prime Federation Force. Woo! They showed it off. Everyone's hot, favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, in, re- in retrospect, uh, Blast Ball is still fucking stupid, but Federation Force doesn't look bad. Looks like Metroid Prime Hunters, but the 3DS version. It's multiplayer. Um, the art style is the biggest problem that I have. It looks all like it looks like how how Wind Waker went from the original like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and everything. It looks all like bobbleheady and and you know disproportionate, but it looks like it'll be all right. Um, we haven't really seen too much, so yeah, no no real judgments there. But I I am a little. Salty, though, it basically how the Wii U's entire life cycle has gone at this point. A real Metroid Prime game would have been mm. would have been a blast with that gamepad. Oh, rip. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. What else? We got Hyrule Warrior Legends um, announced the launch date, which is the 25th uh, of March. And there's Wind Waker stuff in it now. You can play Medley from Wind Waker as a character, so that's fucking cool. Oh, the bird girl? Yeah. There's... Okay, so Hyrule Warriors Legends is like the most AAA-tinged game in this lineup because it was like... So I guess like there's a season pass, I think, for it. I think it's this game. Pretty sure it's this one. Yeah, there's like 
weird pre-order bonus. And if you buy it at GameStop, you get the Ganondorf's Triforce. I don't know. Uh, Trident. This really weird. There was like 12 things that they said back to back that was like, and if you buy it like this, and if you do this, and I, I kind of lost track. But yeah, it looks, I mean, it's hard, more Howard Warriors, and it's got Linkle in it, so... Um, okay, bravely second end layer. <laughs> Are you okay, Jimmy? This yeah. is a lot you of information. I don't talk. I don't talk this much on the podcast. <laughs> no, man. I'm surprised. Uh, bravely second end layer. Uh, demos coming March 10th. Uh, and I guess if you're in the Best Buy Gamers Club, <laughs> oh gosh, everyone here, <laughs> no, no, like Best, really Best Buy Gamers Club unlocked <laughs> members. Uh, you'll get a code to get the demo three days early, this is... and it <laughs> the game officially launches on April fifteenth. Uh, go ahead, you're gonna say something go because ahead. this is like the most legit nonstop barrage of like actually informative <laughs> facts that I think we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> probably, <ever>. probably. <laughs> um, fuck, sorry. Now I lost my place. Oh yeah. So in the bravely second trailer. They were talking about the new jobs that you can have, and I, I didn't play Bravely Default, but I was looking, and they were like, as a wizard, you can combine spells and stuff, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And then they were like, and then you can also train up feline friends and be a catmancer, and I was like, are you fucking with me? First, first oh, my first reaction you, was, I'm buying this game so I can be a catmancer. My second reaction was, why the fuck... Would you call it a fucking catmancer and not a necomancer? You idiots. You fucking idiots. <laughs> necomancer. It means cat in Japanese. Are you sure it's not Nikomancer? It's Neko. Neko is N I K O. Okay. But fucking necromancer. That's what that's the one people know. So if you do necomancer, it's like a god level pun. Fuck. Maybe it's because <sighs> only trash weeb dorks. Everybody knows know what a Neko Everybody is. knows. It doesn't even matter. You could just say, yeah, it's Necomancer and it's the class that controls cats. And it's like Catmancer sounds stupid. That's the bottom line here. Yeah, but still it's looks, also memorable because cool. it's so stupid. It's like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Are, is there still more? Yeah, there's a lot more. Oh boy! Um, Dragon favorite. Quest Seven: Fragments of the Forgotten Past. I don't know much about that. It comes out sometime this year. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates Revelation, which is the the third path in the Fire Emblem Fates games, is going to be coming out soon. Um, I mean, we are that's something we already knew, but they kind of showed it off a little bit more. Um, let's see, Virtual Console. Oh yeah, we're getting SNES games on the Virtual Console. What? Uh, Yes, for for 3ds. Finally, oh, 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 oh no, never mind. Link We've to the past. Had, no, we already we already have these games on on Wii U. We're getting them where they belong. Link to on the handhelds. Link to the past. Yes, I, I don't Link understand the why they can't oh, just yeah. like instantly copy paste the same. They've they've made some with excuse. The same ROMs. Yeah, they made some excuse, and I don't know what it is, but uh, so we'll be getting. Super Mario World, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario Kart, Earthbound, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, oh, all solid, all great picks. Yeah, great, fucking great. Uh, I'm much excited are, for that. Do you um, know price? I'm going to assume $10 <laughs> each, or 8 
because that's what these pretty much run on the Wii U. Um, but there are no prices as far as this uh, this recap article is showing. Um, I'm mean, sorry, I'm just reading this thing and trying to catch my breath. Oh, yeah, and I guess like the uh, Virtual Console Pokemon games, the red, blue, and yellow, these are going to have uh, pixel perfect mode or perfect pixel mode, which lets you show them in their original resolution. So that's the other cool. mode. Why is uh, that probably a just feature? Well, it's it like downsizes it to the actual screen size, I guess. If like oh oh, so you, yeah. if you have like a tiny postage stamp on your big HDTV. Yeah, essentially. Well, oh. I mean, on your 3DS. Oh, on the 3D. Oh, I told you I already I, have I'll these have on the to Wii U. See it to understand it. Yeah. Um, Azure Striker Gunvolt Two is announced. Um. If you guys didn't play Azure Striker Gunvolts, I didn't, but Alex talked my ear off about it one time. Um, it's a cool-looking, like, Mega Man-ish game. And, yeah, the first one was apparently super good. And there's a second one, and it looks pretty cool. Um, That's not... Huh, I'm surprised it's not Comcept, because didn't, didn't they release it as a Kickstarter... Or for, like, Kickstarter backers, like, tying in somehow to Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah, the Mighty Gunvolt thing was a thing i don't remember what that was though uh yeah i don't really know what what uh this is but it looks pretty cool so well, i think hooray. the like grand irony is that azure striker Gunvolt is typically regarded as probably being a better modern mega man clone than mighty number no. nine might end up being which well i don't I, people i, I like, think like most to... people consider mighty number no. nine to be not a good uh game <laughs> <laughs> in, in general regardless just, of yeah, whether or not it's that, a modern Mega Man clone right yeah that's what I was kind of going for yeah. uh, moving on we got pocket card jockey <laughs> so well there you go why are we talking about pocket card junkie it's jockey it's, it's fine, it's, it's fine. Ah, we don't have to mention it's, each each it's each story. solitaire horse racing oh this is great <laughs> why it's, it's solitaire in the card game and horse racing that's I mean that's well, let's move on. Um, amiibos, that's that's news. I love amiibos. Oh, yeah. Let's I, I did, uh, do George. We know I did you do. miss, I did miss uh, this from previous. Uh, the Kirby game is gonna have four amiibos that come out with it. Oh, that'll uh, make the game so good. Yeah, you have uh, Kirby, Meta Knight, King DDD, and Waldy. And if you use them, you get special copy abilities in the game. Uh, so like there's like the the other three like the non-Kirby ones are all like reskinned copy abilities so it's like sword for Meta Knight but you get like Meta Knight's mask and then like hammer for DDD etc but uh, with the Kirby amiibo you get UFO which is not available any other way in the game thank so. god it's not just regular DLC <laughs> <laughs> I want a Meryl uh, amiibo <laughs> and I guess a lot of people were saying this is Nintendo's apology for making uh, Amiibo Festival Animal Crossing game shit, but uh, Isabelle's Amiibo is launching by itself soon, so you can get just her. Yay. And then there's something about Yay. Mini Mario Amiibo Challenge. I don't actually don't know what this Yay. is. I must have missed this. But yeah, so that was the Nintendo Direct. Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a gauntlet. Oh man, when they did Federation Force, they had the project lead from Metroid Prime talking. Oh. And oh. he's Ooh. a very Ooh. 
dry Ooh. to listen to person. <laughs> Which is what we don't want to be here on the yeah. TOVG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Nintendo I thought you were going to keep going with that. Mm. <laughs> so, so now that we've, uh, <laughs> we've made it through literally every single bullet point on the recap article about the <laughs> today's Nintendo Direct... You came is here for the news number one source and you for got news. It. Yeah. yeah. For once, you did it. Is there anything else that we have to throw into the hot pot here before we wrap up? Um, <clears throat> I can I can throw into the the hot pot that I had uh, clam chowder fries yesterday, and that was delicious. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did that's... it also come with an amiibo? A clam amiibo, so you clam can amiibo? you can download some some hot sauce to go with your meal. Fuck amiibos. <laughs> Hot sauce? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the end of the podcast, guys. I thank you guys for listening. Uh, Rate us five stars um, on iTunes. On SoundCloud. And uh, give us a like on uh, Facebook and YouTubes. Uh, Should we share our LinkedIn? Make make Mm -hmm. sure you um, um, promote hashtag um, Jim Mebo so that we can all have have amiibos made of our of ourselves for the shows. Um, Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's Jim Mebo, Matt Vebo, and Vebo. We're going to be putting some some hot uh, saucy extra podcasts that that are actually just recordings of. Of us playing video games and not talking. That, th- what that if we will be unlockable special content. In the background. We, should, the amiibos. we should do we should do amiibo for the TVG podcast and when you tap them to your computer, you get the uh the front and you get the, the break and the front and, and back of the podcast that I cut off, you know, to like you know, cut into the intro and stuff. You get the whole thing. The, so, where, so that when we way... say we are recording and when we do the sync and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's real exclusive content right there. Yeah, it, it'll really help um, push sales and and create a recognizable market brand of action figure mascots for our our YouTube channel. Speaking of which, Jimmy interviewed Jimmy Gerard interviewed <laughs> Shig- Shiguru Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. Ah! Miyamoto. <laughs> we we from... need to get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's let's, 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 let's ask Gerard to use his hot connections to get Miyamoto on the podcast. Yeah, um, it's funny because I work That's a good laugh. for Gerard and I edit for Jaywitz, and they both got asked to go out on the same weekend to interview Miyamoto, and so they were both like talking to me about it, like in secret, and I was just like. It was funny because I was like the middleman in this like shady deal of, the of Miyamoto interviews. Yeah. No. The, the cream filling. No, I was not that. <laughs> uh, you can check out my YouTube channel at Sunder, Sunder Gamer on YouTube or Sunder CR on Twitter. You can find Matt Visual at Matt Visual oh, and everything. Come on, Jimmy. No, oh, you oh. don't get a chance. Meryl, Where can we find you, you George? Um, YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. God fucking damn it. I hate you all. I hate you. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Um, if Nintendo region locks Federation Forces online play, oh, yeah. then that game is officially dead. Uh, have they done That's that all with I other say. games like Monster Hunter? and No, Monster Hunter is Capcom. Triforce Heroes? Triforce Heroes was region locked. Oh. oh. So 
when the, you remember the game that I was excited about when I was like, oh yeah, a three player game. I could play it with my friend in Tennessee and my buddy Dev across in, over in the Netherlands because we are all three people that play games together. On the and internet, then, the worldwide global network of communications technology. Yeah, and then and then it came out and it was region locked and I was like, cool. You know what? Nintendo, trash, Nintendo is making me making it's trash. Me, it's giving like, me a who, headache. Don't don't buy anything from Nintendo, guys. Except They're trash. our amiibos, which you can <laughs> petition Nintendo. To, yeah, uh, yeah. We're basically like yacht club games. I mean, they yeah. got one. How hard can it be? And, and be sure to tap your amiibo to Monster Hunter Generations <laughs> to get a George costume <laughs> that wields a matte visual great sword. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. It, it's, very it's unique. It's yeah. a blazer with a t-shirt underneath. <laughs> be sure to tap the the gym amiibo into your Kirby <laughs> Robo Planet game to receive the copy ability Jim. In which you are me. We, we should totally get some merchandise, like some <laughs> like matte visual body pillows. Like I'll be down with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd get one. And every time they squeeze it, it's bush. This says bush. I, I'd slap it every day. Meryl. <laughs> Just bushes softly. Yeah. Bush. Yeah. There you go. Well. So we've been outroing for maybe ten minutes now. Well, so that's how good we are. I'll leave you guys. All right. Share, share us right. with your moms. Yeah, yeah like no, this. no. Well, they might they, if they're if they're up for a recap the Nintendo Direct. Share it with them because that's what they're gonna get this week. And some say you can still hear the TOVG podcast <laughs> to this day. 